Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. SEN Fridays in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. Robbie, Roland Garros is now streaming on Stan Sport. Every match ad-free. Four courts in 4K and Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches. AATC.tennis. Make sure you check out that link. We are joined by Brett Phillips, who I believe is all the way in France. Brett, do we have you? Uh, indeed you do. Uh, good morning, uh, gents. Uh, yeah, five days down of Roland Garros, and I feel like we've got as many highlights that you could pack into the whole tournament. It's been uh, absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, beautiful weather, uh, long five-set matches, which you do get on the clay. Unfortunately, a couple of Aussies bowing out overnight, but uh, we mm. still got uh, one and uh, Thanasi Kokonakis left. That was a big win, wasn't it, over Stan Warinka, a five-setter. That must be exciting for Australian tennis. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's a bit of a, hopefully, a career-defining win for Thanasi. I mean, he's been through a roller coaster career, you know, really young, prodigious talent on the scene, and all the injuries that came there for about five years. Uh, he had that great win against Roger Federer in Miami, which he can, you know, say, I beat uh, one of the greatest of all time. And the last two years, now the body's become durable, he's been able to play continuous tennis. Now, his ranking sits outside the top 100. For mine, and he's been to 69 career high, uh, his talent um, doesn't really justify that high ranking. So he's got to grind, and you know the Aussies have got to spend a, a lot of time outside of Australia. And if you remember back to the Australian Open this year, he had the heartbreaking uh, five-set loss to Andy mm. Murray when he was two sets to love up. So it was not great to take a scalp, um, stand the man three-time Grand Slam champion, and hopefully you'll get a lot of confidence out of that. Takes on Karin Hutchinov uh, tonight, who's the 11th seed, and look, he's not without a chance, no doubt, and uh, it's funny, you know, his best performances have come on the clay. The Aussies on clay haven't always been a great uh, partnership, but Tanasi is the one who doesn't mind actually playing on this surface. Moving away a little bit from uh, Thanasi and Australian tennis players, have there been any other surprises throughout the tournament? Well, it's just been a lot of uh, just feel-good stories of guys mm. who... I, I just This morning we had the longest match of the tournament um, in uh, a German, Daniel Altmaier, knocking out the eighth seed, Yannick Sinner. When we think of the three most exciting young players in the game, uh, Carlos Elkarez, Holger Rune from Denmark and Yannick, you know, all uh, 19, 20 years of age inside the top 10. So there's been a shift, no doubt. But Sinner getting knocked out in five sets, five hours, 26 minutes, by the world number 79. It just shows how small the mm. margins are in tennis. He was letting them rip off that single-handed backhand. Crowd, I don't know, they must have given them some jelly beans on the way in. They were an absolute fever pitch inside uh, the court there. And they gave him a standing ovation. I think it went for you know, a good 10 minutes. And he had uh, tears coming from his eyes. I mean, he, he, he will never climb to the absolute top echelons of the sport. But every, every tennis player has the capacity to have it, their moment in the sun. And that, that is, you know, he might he may never emulate that, but that was one of the finest wins. So, yeah, we've had a few upsets. Uh, it does happen on the clay because the South Americans and the Europeans tend to play better on that surface than um, than other surfaces. So you do get a few, a few boil-overs at the French. 
Mate, you talk about the clay courts and the difference that it is between the grass and the other surfaces. For a novice like me who can't hit a ball on any court, uh, what are the differences between the clay and, and some of the other surfaces? Yeah, you just don't get as much bang for your buck. I mean, you know, clay, and look, the Aussies, this has been one of the criticisms that we don't have enough clay courts in Australia because clay really builds your game. You learn how to construct mm. points and be patient. Uh, so, you know, it's the guys who, this is why Nadal's won it 14 times, the guys who hit with a lot of top spin get the benefits of the clay because the ball really bounces up. It can get into uncomfortable areas. Uh, the flat hitters, like Alex Stevenor is a really flat hitter of the ball. He doesn't get as much bite through the court as he would on the hard court or, you know, grass court. So, like, the grass at Wimbledon is probably neutralised a little bit. But a gra- if anyone has played on a grass court, the ball's coming onto you really quick. It's skidding on, mm. uh, less reaction time, whereas uh, the clay, it's more a grind. You've got to play 20-shot, 20, 30-shot, 20 40-shot rallies to actually uh, win a point, even though the racket, racket technology is that, you know, guys are hitting the ball harder than ever before and getting more bang for their buck. So, yeah, it's just a just a tougher surface. Yeah. How does the atmosphere compare to the Australian Open, the French Open and the Australian Open? How do the atmospheres compare? Well, I think each Grand Slam's got their own unique atmosphere. And having been to all of them, uh, you can feel it when you walk through the gates. But the Parisians are something else. And they're, they're educated uh, tennis fans. I mean, France is a... A great tennis country, great tennis system over there. Uh, they uh, they support their local players, I, I think, better than probably the other three Grand Slam nations. But if you misbehave in Paris, boy, oh, boy, do they get on you. They're, they're whistling and booing and they'll boo anything. And they've got these famous little uh, sort of catch cries that go with a French crowd. Uh, a bit better than our Aussie, 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 oi, 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 to be totally frank with you. So I think we've got some work to do there. But, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it's, a, it's a great setting. And um, it's it's like a, it's almost like a soccer stadium. Uh, you know, you, you might have 2,000 people here and it feels like 80,000. So they, they bring the atmosphere. In your opinion, is it a two-horse race between Alcaraz and uh, Djokovic? That was what the odds would suggest. Well, yeah, I mean, they're scheduled. They're on the same side of the draw, so they're scheduled to play in the semi-final yeah. if both get through. And I, I think there's every indication they will. And this is the matchup we want to see because they've only played once. The cross-generational battle, I um, mean, Alcaraz, you know, is going to have a fabulous career over the next 15 years. And, you know, Novak towards the back end of his career. Look, I, I like Alcaraz. I think uh, he's ready to win more trophies. won the US Open last year. And this is the challenge for Novak. That You know, Novak's got that ability to dial in at the most important tournaments now. He only cares about the Grand Slams. If he can get to 23, 24, it's, it's the year he needs to cash in to be arguably the greatest of all time because these young guys are not prepared just to keep doing their apprenticeship at the moment. They're ready to win trophies, so Novak's going to have to beat his best, but I like Elkarez. 36 years old, Novak Djokovic. Have you started to see a decline, or is his best tennis still, still up there with anyone? Yeah, look, I think... Probably, probably the last two years due to COVID and his own um, situation of you know, not wanting to yeah. uh, be vaccinated, he, has, he hasn't played the same volume of tennis. So it's, it's almost freshened, freshened him up to a degree that might see him go a bit longer. I, I think, you know, certainly there's every indication Novak could, could play to 38, 39. But history says you don't win Grand Slam titles beyond the age of about 37. Roger won his last at, I think, 37, 36, 37. So they're hard to win, uh, and this is why he's got to take advantage of um, you know this year and, and possibly look to win the calendar slam and 
and then he would statistically be well clear of uh, you know certainly Rafa who might not get back and if, even if he does uh, I think you know there's an uncertainty now as, as to whether he's going to add to the 22 he's got yeah hey I just googled current time in France and I know it's getting late so just the last question from me are there any other Australians coming through in Australian tennis I'm a big fan of Nick Kyrgios do we have any up and coming uh, players that can perhaps knock him off the perch well, I suppose at the moment we've got we've got eight players inside the top 100, but the only player that you know is is uh, up in that sort of real top echelon is Alex Dimonor. I mean, he got beaten yeah. overnight. He got knocked out of the tournament. He's done a mighty job to get to 20 in the world, and the rest of our group is sort of perched between 50 and 100. Kyrgios is really the outlier because he just doesn't play. I mean, we hardly see Nick <laughs> play. So, you know, when he turns up, uh, he, his he, best he, is he very good. Yeah, well, you yep. can pick up a racket and some freakish results. Um, but, you know, whether we see him this year, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, mm. But there's, look, there's, there's a big production line. It's a tough sport to make it. And, yeah, we um, we need our Aussies to uh, go to that next level. They've got to, uh, got to roll up the sleeves. It's a really tough global sport. And uh, I think to have eight inside the top 100 for our population is, uh, is not a bad result. Very good, mate. Thank you very much, Brett Phillips. You enjoy the rest of your time over in France. Good on you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Robbie, that was Brett Phillips talking a little bit of tennis. I thought I went all right there. I thought there's no way yeah. I could talk about tennis for yeah, eight to ten minutes, mate. but we hung in there. What's your favourite tennis memory? I'll put you on the spot now. Uh, oh. I'll go first. I watched Kyrgios in 2014 as the underdog going through Wimbledon and had a really good run. That was my uh, favourite. And then I went back, obviously, um, last year when he reached the final. So just just riding the Kyrgios wave is probably probably my favourite. Yeah, no, I think I watched a, a fair bit of tennis back in the nineties. So I think mm. watching you know Philippouses <laughs> and all those guys yep. really good. We need to go to a break. Plenty more to come here on Fridays in the top end.